Welcome to Why Gifts Matter from the Core Gift Institute, a series of conversations spanning helping professions, spiritual traditions, and community encouragers who believe that knowing your gifts and giving them is an essential part of living a full life and creating healthy communities. Find out more about us at www.coregift.org. Hi, this is Bruce Anderson from the Core Gift Institute. Uh, today on our podcast, we're talking with Father David Mayovsky from St. John Vianney Church on the island of Vashon, close to Seattle, Washington, part of the Archdiocese of Seattle. I met Father David several years ago, and I noticed several things about him right off the bat. One, he's one of those people that prefers stories over facts. He lives in the world of stories. And the second thing I noticed is that it's not just him telling stories, he intently listens to stories. When I'm talking with him, I notice that his eyes slightly narrow and his head tips just slightly forward. And I can tell he's intently listening to what I have to say. So he's a great person to trade stories with back and forth and talk about things that matter. In today's podcast, which is the first I've done with a Catholic priest, I wanted to cure up some misunderstandings I've had about Christianity and gifts, and he helped me to do that. Um, he told me uh, stories of his time in the um, monastery in British Columbia, in the seminary, I'm sorry, in British Columbia, and his in and outs with deciding to be a priest. And um, he also talks some about times in his life when he has felt seen for who, he's, who he is, and times when he has not felt seen for who he is and what that has to do with the world of gifts. Somewhere along the middle of talking, he said something which really struck me when I was talking about him being a priest and being part of our community here on Vashon. And he said, Bruce, just don't forget that I'm a human first, I'm a Christian second, and I'm a priest third. So let's get on with the person who is all three of those, a human, a Christian, and a priest, Father David. Welcome. Well, good afternoon, Father David. I'm, I'm glad to talk to you. I know we've had several conversations over the last month about gifts, and, and I realize you'd be a great person to have on to spend a bit of time talking about gifts from, from your perspective, uh, from a Catholic priest perspective, and from your story perspective. So um, when I first started the podcast, I did this a few times, and I, I want to reclaim it. I haven't done it for the last few, but what I'd like you to do is, and this will be a familiar act, cl uh, clo close your eyes and, and center yourself, and um, think of the first two words that come into your heart when you hear the word gift. Bruce, I'd have to say it's um, abundance and blessing. Oh, so will you talk about those, each one of those a little bit from the perspective of gifts? Certainly. You know, when I think of abundance, um, I really think of, um, actually, I mean, I, I think of goodness and um, the goodness of God and goodness that's in people. 
and just um, I think of abundance in terms of um, receiving and sharing, and that um, it, it, it's just in, in so many ways. I know I see in my own life, and but just in life uh, for every human being, we are so richly, um, and this is the second word, we are so richly blessed. And, and to be able to, like, just to open my heart to receive that rich blessing of, of, uh, of gifts or goodness, and then how I can share that in abundance with others, just, just to recognize um, how, um, how, how I'm blessed and how each person is blessed uh, in mm. this world. I'm sure that uh, those thoughts, uh, that explanation is, is more, is richer or more evolved than it was when you were 12 years old. <laughs> so oh, I'm yes. wondering, I'm wondering if you can recall back to, you know, when you first started hearing the word gift or what you thought it was um, when you were much younger, how has your thinking changed? Yeah, well, yes, you know, Yeah, I, I would actually say that in really my formative years growing up, I never really thought of, nor was I really like raised in an atmosphere where we talked about gifts or where we thought of uh, that, for instance, that I am a gifted person or that other people are gifted. And it really, it wasn't, uh, it, it wasn't until I was... Um, well, this probably goes back about 22, 20, 22 years ago hmm. when I was a newly ordained priest. Um, I remember I was at like a staff, it was a retreat. I was at a retreat uh, with other staff uh, in the church that I uh, was working in. And we did this exercise where each person had like a big balloon and you had to write with a Sharpie gifts that you saw or recognized in other uh, in in each other two gifts and you had to write that on the balloon and and i it was hard that was like one of the hardest exercises i've ever done because i've never just even thought of in terms of gifts you know or to think about that i have gifts and that others have gifts um you know, I mean, I, I, I think of, and I've, I know I thought of when I was younger, that, of course, um, I'll, I'll say that, of, of course, I was, I'll say, was being gifted or gifted by God, but it was something that, it was like something that I always hoped for but didn't really see or recognize in myself or others mm -hmm. and the mm -hmm. the basic basically the example that i would give is uh, you know like when you celebrate a birthday right and you might have a birthday cake and then you make a wish and you blow out the candles you know um of course that was uh prior to covid um that you um i always basically my wish which i would describe it as if you will sort of like a prayer 
but was was like thinking of like praying about a gift to receive in the future in other words it's like i didn't see and of course what that what i was my my wish for literally 20 years was uh that i become a that i become a priest or a pastor mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but i always thought of the gifts in terms of something like I don't have now, I don't really possess now, but it's like something in the future. But for me right now, it, it's like something that's hidden that I couldn't really, that I couldn't really see or didn't really see. And so when I did that exercise, as I mentioned on this retreat, that was really like the first time that I, that I was like being challenged or invited to see gifts in myself or in, and really to see gifts in others or to look for gifts in others and identify mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And now I know, you know, from talking to you, it's a, it's a big part of, I noticed uh, in the emails we've been exchanging, the, the, the signature line on the bottom of your email basically says your job is to help people discover in running, in running the church is to help people discover their gifts and, and and give them the, it doesn't mention god it doesn't mention you know coming to church it says your job is to help people know and give their gifts mm-hmm. so why it, wh- wh- how did that ha- that you said that first exercise you did with other priests but then how is that how has that become so vital to you oh it's Well, it's, it's, it's just like an ongoing awareness that, um, and really since that time on that, um, it was a staff retreat, just an ongoing awareness that um, I have an opportunity to not only look for and see gifts in myself, but to try to help other people see that they also have gifts and and to help them to appreciate or identify identify what what their gifts are, and it, it, it's I just think that so much um, in life we focus on one another's faults or failings or deficiencies or weaknesses, and we we don't bring out how a person, so we bring those things out. We talk about those things. We identify those, uh, I'll just say, um, um, faults, failings in other people. And we don't really focus on or bring out their gifts, how they are, how they are blessed, how they are a blessing to me, how they are, they're, how they are uniquely um, who they are. Um, and I'll just say in the abundance of, ways that how their life certainly other people's lives touch my life and um, and influence and in, in impact me and so you, you know I, I is is really um you know that quote that you just mentioned when you as you're mentioning it that that quote actually gives me goosebumps when i think about it um and why I even uh, chose it, I stumbled across it at another workshop that I was at. They had it up on like a PowerPoint up on the screen. And I was, I was like, whoa, that's really cool. 
that like that's my job <laughs> you know is to help other people um discover and to develop their gifts but then also to work on developing those gifts in my you know the unique gifts that i have to work at developing and growing those gifts in myself you said for 20 20 something years you 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 knew you wanted to be uh you knew you wanted to be a priest and yet i i know from talking with you that that you had some you had some you know sketchy moments around that you didn't you didn't just like put your head down and dive in and never a question and go for it so i'm um i'm i'm interested in that from the from the perspective of gifts because it's oftentimes one of the one of the ideas around gifts is just when you're at some of your most powerful opportunities to give your gifts is when you have when trouble arises when you have the most doubt there's the most at stake mm -hmm. so um what was that stake for you i know you <laughs> you 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 told me about kind of illicitly borrowing a car at the, <laughs> at yes. the seminary and and ditching yeah. out for a while and coming back and so what yeah. was that what was the doubt about so um when i was in my early 20s um i was actually like um led by the advice and influence of other people who on the one hand i would i was led to um to um, go to a college seminary. Uh, this is up in Mission, British Columbia, which is uh, run or conducted, owned and operated by um, Benedictine monks. Um, the Benedictine monks of Westminster Abbey, which I would say is the only Catholic Westminster Abbey in the world today. Anyway, I fell in love with uh, I call it Benedictine monasticism. I call it. I got. I came down with Hutch fever, as I would call it. I didn't quite. I didn't quite catch that. What fever? Hutch fever. You know, like a rabbit hutch. Ah, I see. Yeah, yeah. Hutch fever, and I joined the monastery. I joined that monastery, and I was there just under um, just under five years. But while I was there, on the one hand, I felt that um, my superiors who would have been the abbot, the prior and the sub prior, in other words, number one, number two, and number three, if you will, in, 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 right. in charge, I felt on the one hand that they wanted to, um, they, that they wanted uh, me to develop and cultivate some gifts. These were gifts that that they wanted. Mm -hmm. But then on the other hand, I also felt like they were squelching uh, my opportunities. Uh, mm -hmm. And one example is um, the prior asked me, he told me that uh, he wanted me to go and uh, train to become a licensed practical nurse to become like the infirmarian for the monastery, the person who takes care of the sick. Mm hmm. And so I went one quarter at the community college uh, and I took a course in palliative care of the elderly. And so I was going back and each week I would basically had to give what I call like a little report, a report to the abbot about what I was learning. And the more I shared with him about what I was learning, 
you know, I go in and I tell him about, well, you know, we're, we're talking about, you know, caring for the elderly. And he, he, he looked at me and said, well, what about soul care? And I'm like, we're not talking about soul care. <laughs> and so, so I went one quarter and then they pulled me from that. They basically said, oh, no, we don't want you to do this anymore. And that's only one example. And I mean, mm -hmm. they, you know, and yet they still had me um, like taking care of the abbot on a daily basis. The man was basically all, all the four years that I was there, he basically was dying in and out mm -hmm. of the hospital all the time. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, uh, like his um, personal caregiver. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he, he just, one of the things I learned in that palliative care class is that um, when you're caring for someone who is uh, ill and dying, that eventually you can become their enemy. In other words, they don't want you around. Mm, huh. And that basically is what I became enemy number one with the abbot. Mm. And, mm. Um, and I, I tried to tell the prior about the, the prior that, and I said, you know, you need to find somebody else to work with him. And I remember the abbot, the prior threw up his arms and says, but who could we get? And I'm like, anybody who lives and breathes, who has two, who has hands that can help the guy. And anyway, I just felt while I was there that my gifts were not, um, they weren't appreciated and they weren't, uh, I wasn't given an opportunity to develop them. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I, like you mentioned about the story about taking the car, um, one thing that you do not do when you are a member of a, a, a religious community like Benedictines, Franciscans, you know, Catholic religious community and Benedictines, Franciscans, Dominicans, is you do not take a community car out for a drive without permission. <laughs> Which is precisely what I did, Bruce, because I, I just felt that I needed what I call an airing out, not an errand out, but I needed to get away. And so I just uh, went out, took the car, went out for a drive and went out for a long drive. And eventually my drive took me across international boundaries. And I, I, I basically I drove, I drove back to my parents' home in the greater Seattle area. And... Uh, they knew instinctively that, okay, <laughs> that I was not in a very good uh, place or state of mind. And so um, I, just to finish out this story, because I'm going to relate it to, you know, how I was not appreciated or, or, or even recognized in terms of, let's say, what I had to offer in that monastery. Um, so... I called up to the monastery and I ended up uh, talking with uh, one of the monks and I told him I'm fine. The car is fine. I'll be back the next day. Bring the car back up there. And I, I asked him, I said, well, would you please tell the prior, you know, number two in command in the community that I'm fine. The car is fine. I'll be back tomorrow. And anyhow, I just went about the day and then I think I, and then about 8.30 that night, the phone rang and it was the prior and he was like surprised. And he said, well, where are you? How are you? And I told him the story. 
Well, the next day when I brought the car back, I saw um, the monk that I had spoken to initially on the telephone. And he said, oh, he said, I never told the prior. I never had an opportunity to tell the prior that he would take in the car or anything like that. And he said, actually, um, the prior didn't even realize that you were absent until uh, after dinner. And what he realized, what he noticed was not that I was missing, but that the car was missing. <laughs> and so, you know, anyhow, I, I just I share that as an, just as an, as an example of, I didn't feel, well, I just say, I, I just, I wasn't appreciated for, if you will, who I was and, and, and that's how I felt at the time. Of course, you know, I mean, I was like 22 years old. Right. And but I, did, I felt that I wasn't appreciated for who I was or what contribution or what gifts that I had to offer uh, in that community. And so, I mean, that was just like a really eye-opening experience for me. I mean, it really shook me up. Sounds like it deepened. I mean, that feeling of not being seen for who we, who you are, you know, we all have our own not belonging and not enoughness stories, but yep. it sounds like you've had a few stories when, when people clearly didn't, your perception was they didn't get who you really were. Yes. So it would make, it would make a lot of sense. And just listening to your story about, you know, that deepens your commitment to gifts. When are we going to get around to seeing people for who they really are? And yes. it just seems like you've really carried that forward in your life since yes. then. Yes. It, yeah. You know, Bruce, it's, I would say that, for instance, that experience in my early 20s, which in many respects is, say, gave me years of PTSD in some respects, that really was like a sort of like a, a tipping point moment or a threshold moment, a liminal moment that, that really, I'd just say, um, solidify in me that um you know uh, to look for gifts in myself and to look for gifts in others mm -hmm. and, and and it's just mm -hmm. i mean really was like just sort of like like i said sort of like the beginning of this of this gifts journey and and i have to tell you that you know when i when i took the uh when i did the core gifts um inventory the core gift inventory with you I mean, that was, it's like, it's like, it's just changed my whole life in terms of like just going full circle in, in, in discovering and saying, wow, I have a core, I have a core gift that, um, and from my perspective as a, you know, as a, as a clergy person, that I have a core gift that I have received uniquely from God. And 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 that just gives me it 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 strengthens my identity, my meaning, purpose in life, and and um, you know it's like when I look at my uh, my my core gift statement, uh, it's that core gift statement actually it's it's like the the next level or it 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 further. Um, Oh, I love this term. Elucidates it further. Uh, explains 
that quote that I, you know, that, that, that you referred to in the tagline of, of my signature, which mm-hmm. talks about as a, you know, someone who is a person is, is fit to pastor the church. If um, a, a person, only a person who recognizes the gifts in others and seeks to bring them out is a person who's fit to, to be a leader in the church. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you mentioned your core gift. Why don't you read it? Read it to us. Oh, I'd love to. My core gift is to help others discover what gives them joy. I give it by helping them to speak the truth in charity, know that we belong to each other, that we have something very important to offer and share with each other that brings clarity and balance to life. Wow. So some people listening might think, well, you know, Father David's a priest. There's there's nothing in that gift statement that says you're helping others connect to God. There's nothing overtly religious in that. And some people might be surprised by that. <laughs> because of the calling so can can you help me understand um how this gift of of helping people know what brings them joy how is that connected to your calling as a priest and you know and running a church running a local parish certainly um Well, it's first of all, and at the very basic uh, uh, fundamental level, is that um, I am a person before I'm anyone or anything else. And that I'm, I'm a human being, but I'll say I'm a person first before I'm a, a Christian or before I'm a priest, um, you know, or, or, or any other, uh, let's say, hats that I wear or or roles that I play, or um, that I'll say relationships that I have, like with family, friends, co-workers. And so, um, you know, I, I, I had, um, when I was in seminary, I had, it was, he was my spiritual director, and he always kept talking about Person, Christian, priest, in that order, that you are a person, Christian, and, and then you're, you're a priest. And so for me, that just really resonated with me is that, hey, you know, I am, I'll say a person and a human being, and I share that in common with everybody else first. And so if I can help other people um grow in like self knowledge of who they are um as a person as a human being um uh at that i'll call it that just that fundamental or rudimentary level of this common humanity that we all share if i can if i can help them uh just um embrace and discover and 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 who they are, I feel like I've been able to give them a great gift, uh, and which also then ultimately it brings me joy mm-hmm. be- because I'm helping them 
to, uh, um, I'll just say, just to learn more about, to no, learn and know more about themselves. Uh, and then, so they can be the best, I'll say the best person, say there's that expression, be the best version of themselves. So they can really enjoy and, and thrive in um, this lifetime that, that they've been given. And then also to see and recognize the gifts in others. And, and so as a priest and as a pastor, you know, in, in, a, in a parish setting, you know, I, I'm a pastor of a small parish. I've pastored um, larger communities. I've, I've pastored multiple churches at the same time. You know, now I'm, I'm, you know, I, I'm able to, to be uh, just a member of a small faith community, a small Christian community. And what I love about that is the relationships that I can build and have with other people and, and like really get to know them and to appreciate them and be inspired by them and to learn from them and their great, I'll say, wisdom that they have to offer and, and give and share. And, and so it's just like also for me then as a, as, as a, as, as a priest or as their pastor, um, you know, I am, I'm just like anybody else. I'm just, I'm one of the, you know, I, I happen to lead the community. Mm -hmm. That's my role. That's my responsibility. And uh, which in itself is a gift um that i've been given to um to cultivate and to share and to try to steward or take care of to the best of my own ability and i say oh. i feel i feel miserably at that every day in <laughs> <on> some respects <laughs> but <laughs> well we've gotten that word you know gifts so misunderstood in the english language you know we take young people on on walks kind of discernment walks and and um, one of the myths that gets busted along the way is all of them, and I was too, were raised to believe that, that when you're gifted, you're, 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 you're better at something than other people. You're exceptional in some way. And so for a 16-year-old to believe they have a gift, and what I always say is you can suck at giving your gifts. Mm -hmm. And they always laugh when I say that. It's a, it's a, it's a brand new thought for them. Um, and there's some, there's so much permission in it. So I'm glad to hear you say that. So it's related to another question I wanted. How do you get in trouble? This gift you have of wanting yourself to be joyful and wanting other people to be joyful. How do you get in trouble with that? When did yeah. it go sideways? Yeah, you know, I, I was thinking about that question earlier. And, you know, for, for me, it, it goes sideways when... Um, When I recognize gifts in other people and try to encourage them to share their gifts, mm -hmm. and I, I just, I, I'll just, I'll just put it this way: I see that encouragement just being uh, either, well, I would say being rejected, if you will. Uh -huh. So it's not a personal rejection, as much as it is the person doesn't either want to recognize or act upon 
what someone else sees in them. Mm -hmm. And and so I mean that's I I'd say that, that that's kind of where when this uh, when that goes sideways is um, um, it, it's it's like when I when I do see and recognize gifts in others and it's just there's um, I, there there is um, just like no movement on their part or or, or um, to for them to even for instance like want to engage or embrace in stretching themselves or, or challenging or seeing themselves in a newer or different way or a different perspective um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. that's that's where it I would say for me that's where the rub is um, and it's it, it actually makes me feel very sad uh, for them because it's like they're not they're not giving themselves an opportunity to see how their life can just open up um, to um, in so many beautiful and positive ways if they'd only just I call it like take that risk of um, and it's really a risk of intimacy or vulnerability um, to to see to see themselves in a different way or in a uh, to accept themselves and really to love themselves in ways that other people see, accept, and love them. Mm -hmm. or, or, so mm -hmm. is that? Yeah. 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 So um, I want to, I'd like to see if you can help cl clear something up in me. One of the confusions I always had was I was raised in the Methodist church and, you know, not a, not a you know not particularly religious person when i was younger but raised in the church and got a lot of chance to hear readings from the bible and 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 i kept hearing and i've since gone back and looked it looks like there's three different places in the bible where it where there's a list of gifts mm. that people can have it looks like one place there's three or four another there's seven another place there's five or six so in there, you know, charity and faith and and um, discernment and miracles and generosity and prophecy and, um, and looking down that list, I, I remember that was one of the things that got me thinking those were those were huge things. And obviously, I didn't have any of those. So I couldn't be gifted. It, it mm -hmm. further embedded in me how above the ordinary gifts were. And so I grew up thinking I'm not gifted. I, I'm capable. I can do things, but I'm really not gifted. And then I got confused. I remember getting confused another time by reading that gifts are given to you. Those gifts are given to you when you um, when you become a Christian. Mm. And and that that always bothered me because then i think well what about people who aren't christian does that mean they don't have any gifts mm. and 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 then my mother would always tell me that everybody comes into the world with gifts that it's like a birthright when you're born you have gifts so i've always been in conflict with what the bible said about these very particular list of gifts 
And what I have always known to be true is that there's a huge variety of gifts that people have. Mm-hmm. So can you, um, can you help me understand that a little more? Certainly. Um, you know, just as you said, there's a huge variety of gifts that people have. Uh, and uh, I, what I would add to that is um, there's a huge variety of gifts that people have um, across all different religions and faith traditions and beliefs or people of, you know, of no religious belief at all, or, you know, mm-hmm. who don't believe mm-hmm. in a high, higher power. So, when and, you, so are you saying that if that uh, gifts are present in humans, regardless of whether or not they have a faith tradition or spirituality? Exactly. Yes. Okay. Yes. And by ver- the very nature of all of us being human beings, that the one thing that you just mentioned that that struck me when when you were talking about um, you know that your your mother and how she said you know we're all you know born with gifts it's like that birthright mm-hmm. and what struck me is that uh, gifts do not discriminate or segregate or separate in terms of well you know that christians are the only ones who can receive these kinds of gifts or buddhists these kinds of gifts or you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. that but that um all human beings are gifted by the very nature of we are given the gift of life by our parents when we're when we're conceived, when we're born, we're, that's in itself, life is a gift. And, you know, whether a person believes in a God or a higher power or, or not, it's, it's a gift. That gift of life has been given to us by others who are also human beings who are gifted. I mean, um, is that yeah yeah that just yeah although my mother used to tell me she she thought that i that i was actually that i actually came from martians so <laughs> is that your that was is that your first not belonging story in your family yeah, probably yes <laughs> she said i she thought i was actually uh descended or that i actually just appear came from the martians so well, that should have you know obviously foretold your future as a priest yeah exactly <laughs> yes <laughs> most definitely that's great that's great yeah. that's great so do you think when you're um i love the idea about gifts that uh your gifts come through you rather than from you yes it's how we keep our ego out of it. Yes. Look, look, look at me and my very cool, smart, capable gifts that they come through you rather than from you. Yes. And that seems to be a universal theme, both in uh, spiritual traditions, indigenous culture traditions, that, that our gifts come through us rather than from us. Mm. I love that idea. And I'm assuming that's part of Catholicism. Oh, completely. Uh, I mean... Uh, from from um when we talk about uh baptism mm-hmm. which would be 
how a person is welcomed into the Christian family or the Christian community, um, becoming a follower of Christ, they are given literally the gift, I call it the gift of faith in baptism, but, but everything about being a Christian is about receiving and sharing. So um, that, you know, that gifts just come um, through us. Uh, and it's, so it's, it's almost like I'm, I'm like a channel or a vessel or a, like a conduit that, that just um, shares, you know, who I am. You know, I, I, I talk about with, uh, with people, um, I'll say with, with, with my congregation, um, folks in my congregation often about how, um, when I'm talking about, for instance, like about forgiveness, but it could be anything. It could be forgiveness. It could be peace. It could be mercy. It could be love. It could be justice. But that specifically, like for forgiveness is a form of what I would describe as God's healing love. And I, it, it doesn't belong to me. These gifts don't belong to me. I don't create them. I don't manufacture them. I don't own them. I'm just called to be someone who sh- receives and shares them. And mm-hmm. but certainly um, being a, a, a vessel or a channel um, through which one receives and then shares their gifts, their giftedness, their blessings is absolutely at the heart of of christianity i mean i'm just going right back to in uh the gospel when jesus was baptized by john in the river jordan that was a gift that jesus received Mm -hmm. you know um Mm -hmm. uh, even more fundamentally my my actually my favorite scripture uh story is the story of the annunciation of the archangel gabriel to mary and basically announcing, talking with her about becoming the mother of, of Jesus, the mother, the son of God, and that she was receiving that gift from God. But what I love about that story is her openness to receiving that gift. And then she just, she shared it. I mean, she, she chose to accept it, yeah, that, you know, and, and, and then I'll say, and then shared the gift of her son with everybody else, you know, how she gave birth to him, raised him, you know, the whole bit. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it all began with gifting. Totally. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. That is a perfect place for us to end. Okay. It all began with gifting. Oh, that's great. We spent a bit of time here, Father, and I'm so I'm so grateful for the time and and your insights and um, and just that bit of a renegade spirit you have. <laughs> You're great. You're just great. And Bruce, I appreciate it. I appreciate that about you, uh, well, Bruce. I I just I just have to tell you that um, uh, I there's just so many so much that I appreciate in in, in you as well and and just bringing to others this awareness that we are all gifted human beings and uh and just what what the gift that you have given me um 
uh, in like helping me to discover my core gift and the gift of this time that we've shared together now. I, it's just that is a great blessing to me. And I just also want to thank you. Yes. Well, thank you. And I'm, I'm sure I'll see you down the path. Sounds like a plan. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. To hear more podcasts, explore our gift library, or learn about our training opportunities, visit us at www.coregift.org.